I'm Alexander Hefner, your host on The Open Mind. I'm honored to welcome today's guest, Jenny Britton Bauer. Jenny, of course, is the ice cream impresario behind Jenny's, based in Ohio, but available nationally, debuting a new flavor, White House chocolate chip featuring chocolate in two ways, crunched chocolate flakes and chocolate covered waffle cone pieces. Jenny, it's a pleasure to host you today. Can you tell our listeners about um, the origin of your ice cream business? Yeah, so I like to say that I am a start small and build entrepreneur. And for me, that means um, I started, uh, I was studying art at The Ohio State University. I had this idea uh, to make ice creams that were made with ingredients from the farmer's market and um, tell stories through ice cream. And I couldn't think about anything else. So I couldn't think about art anymore. And I would go to art class and I was just thinking about ice cream. So I got up and walked out of art class and went and started a little stand in an indoor public market where the farmers come in every weekend and, and there's probably 65 different merchants selling all sorts of different beautiful foods. Um, so I just started there and um, oh, and that was in 1996. I had one business called Scream Ice Cream. I just kind of experimented and learned um, the craft of making ice cream. Um, but also I learned about business and I learned about marketing and customer service and, uh, you know, actually, you know, what it means. Um, I would say what the word flavor means, because if you look up the word flavor in the dictionary, it actually says the essential character of something. And I think there could be no better place for an entrepreneur to learn that than in an, a market where merchants are, um, making and selling, uh, something that they are passionate about all day long. So I got to learn from these people, uh, in ice cream. And fast forward many years, um, and even now decades, and we have 54, I think, stores across the United States. Um, and we're in online, we, you know, we have a really awesome online shop, and then also web, um, groceries, grocery stores, uh, some of the best grocers across America. Still telling stories through ice cream, still working directly with our makers, growers, and producers. And I think of um, our company as a community of awesome people, including our customers, who are just here to, to make ice cream and get to know each other better and, you know, have fun. Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams, they are indeed splendid. I can testify to that. Um, and you can find them online or in many states around the country. Um, you wanted to convey in your ice cream both the sense of community and the sensation of, of flavor profiles when you consider your menu right now, you have two ice creams that are part of public policy. They're part of the political process because one was called out by now President Biden as his favorite flavor. When he was in a debate in Ohio, he was prepping for it with that ice cream. And now you have a flavor that is an homage to the White House and to the aspiration for American unity. Can you tell us both about the flavor that he tweeted out and the new flavor? Yeah. So the flavor he tweeted out, which by the way, was on my birthday. Um, so what an incredible um, birthday moment it was, um, was our peanut butter and chocolate chip. And uh, it's just a fantastic flavor made with a, a small peanut butter company that we've worked with for years and some really great chocolate uh, from a company called Theo in uh, in Seattle. And all of those flavors just come together in this perfect way. I add a little bit of salt and 
um, um, local honey to our peanut butter ice cream as well. So it just has this like really awesome. If you've ever had like the world's, you know, best, like your grandmother's Buckeyes, um, that's what it tastes like. It's just got the best texture in the world. So uh, a flavor I've been making forever and ever because I am in the middle of Ohio where we are the Buckeye state. Um, you can get Buckeyes, which are the sort of, I don't know, little balls of peanut butter coated in chocolate in every store in every gas station and pretty much every house here, especially in the fall. So it was kind of an homage to uh, Ohio State University and just to this place that I, that I call home here, Ohio. And it's fantastic. And the other flavor um, was inspired by Joe's first visit uh, when I first met him uh, to my shop. And his order was, um, he was, you know, he's just got this extraordinarily open, friendly way about him. And so he kind of walked up to the counter and he was like, yeah, give me a scoop of the double chocolate chip. Or no, he said, give me a double scoop of chocolate chip on a waffle cone. And unfortunately at the time I did not make just a chocolate chip ice cream. Like I was making farmer's market flavors. I was this person, you know, I came from art school. I was making, you know, flavors I was experimenting with. And I had to tell the vice president, which was so embarrassing. um, I'm sorry, sir. I don't have just a a chocolate chip ice cream. Um, But he ended up with our vanilla, which was fantastic. It was um, at the time I was working directly with a Ugandan um, grower. So all of the vanilla we were getting was coming from this direct trade relationship we had with her. And, um, it was incredible. So we got to have a great conversation about Ugandan vanilla. But this flavor, um, when I was thinking about making one for Joe Biden and for the White House, um, we had to go back and make this flavor. So what it is, it's two different kinds of chocolate chips, kind of echoing the idea of a double scoop. Um, One of the chips is chocolate covered waffle cone pieces. And then the other is chocolate just actual chocolate chips in um, a really beautiful vanilla ice cream. Um, the chocolate is from Theo Chocolates in Seattle. I like to have those connections with um, our suppliers and makers and growers. And uh, and then Nielsen Massey, which is an Illinois company. I mean, they don't grow the vanilla, but they are a wonderful vanilla bean company and vanilla company. So I like the sort of, you know, American made kind of aspect as well to that. And then, of course, all of our dairy is from, um, you know, small dairies here in Ohio. So super fun. I was really honored because, you know, um, I think a lot of ice cream makers across America are excited because we have an ice cream lover in the White House. <laughs> it's so incredible. Um, and I think that ice cream can play a role in, uh, in bringing people back together. We all have different uh, ways of approaching the world and different perspectives, but, you know, lots of commonality in, uh, in the deliciousness and the moment of ice cream. Commonality and the deliciousness and the diversity of the flavor mm-hmm. profiles and the stories and you have some extraordinarily interesting flavors and American born and bred. I want to focus on that amidst the pandemic and the challenge of businesses to survive and to keep hope alive that they can both survive and thrive into the future. You you taught a textbook class here now on supply chain and born in America products. Um, It sounds like you were rather established in having, um, you know, a variety of American partners around the country already as the source for your ingredients prior to the pandemic, but how has it impacted the, the gathering of, of your ingredients around the country? Over the last year, it has been 
one challenge after another because one domino falls and a lot of other things fall too. And so I think what you have to do and what we've learned, you know, yet again, I think as companies, you tend to learn this every couple of years that, you know, you've got to be, you've got to retain your flexibility. And I think that's, um, I think that goes back to us, uh, to the creative team and to being creative. And I would say everybody on our team from finance to logistics are extraordinarily creative thinkers. Um, but being able to pivot is really all about creativity and nurturing that in your company and people being and, and every part of the company being open to change because our suppliers are having just as much trouble as we are. And so we've got to be able to take ingredients in and turn them into ice cream, but we've got to be able to predict this and create packaging for it and all of that. And, uh, and it's, it, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and this year, of course, everything got disrupted and oddly, you know, not oddly. I mean, I guess it would be, it, you could, you probably could have predicted it if we had to sit down and think if this was going to happen, of course, the ice cream makers are going to get really go really crazy. But I mean, it was actually hard to find even just space to make our ice cream and machines to make it on and, um, and ingredients to make ice cream because everyone was making so much ice cream. Everyone was buying ice cream. And so a lot of our partners that we work with for either ingredients or um, even time on there, we have a fourth or fifth generation dairy farm or a dairy company that we work with in Ohio. And, you know, it was even hard to get, get time on their ice cream machines so that we could make the ice cream because they, you know, ice cream was just kicked into action in a really big way this year. Um, And it's really cool to be a part of an industry that's serving as um, I think, uh, healing in a way for people. I mean, as lighthearted as ice cream is, I think we needed it this year. Uh, for the stomachs and for the soul. Um, now that we are where we are in this pandemic cycle, if you will, um, how would you suggest to your ice cream loving and Jenny's loving president uh, that he and his administration to proceed to help your business and all the other American businesses, uh, small and mid-sized especially, that have struggled so much over these last months. Yep, I think that um, I think the Biden administration is on it. Uh, I hope to play a role in that. I'm working with um, Small Business for America's Future. Um, I I think we we have to put a focus on small business, Main Street business, and not just big business, um, restaurants, hospitality. Um, and I am looking to the future in a big way, and I know that the the Biden Harris administration is too. Um, in how can we use this as a catalyst for change, and and how can we um, actually support new small business in in communities across the United States? I really think that small business and entrepreneurship in general is uh, one of our. It, it's awesome for communities, really great, transformative for communities, but also for lives. I mean, I think that it's a path, a really good path for economic equality. And that's really, and if you need to sum it up, I mean, in a way that's the definition of freedom in America. I mean, if you have economic freedom, that's freedom. So entrepreneurship is an awesome path to that. And I'm doing lots of work behind the scenes. Um, and I hope to, um, to continue that. I hope the Democrats will see that and, and really, um, you know, want to take that on as part of, uh, our, part of their good work. And I think they are the agenda that you foresee um, that is COVID relief, but then economic security and food security, more specifically, knowing that social mobility has expired for a lot of Americans, knowing that there are more Americans impoverished than ever before. Um, you know, the, the question always seems to be 
in economic reform or legislation in the past decades is balancing uh, business interests and uh, the individual's interests. And I'm wondering how you think that can be best accomplished. I have been learning about um, policy work over the last year, and it's been so much fun. But I have a lot of learning to do to be, you know, to become uh, just an advocate for for small business. I'm a super advocate already in my local community, but but in terms of federal policy, um, that's a that's a um, a tough place for me. I do know, I do believe that um, that entrepreneurship. Um, you know, is that sort of American dream. I mean, it literally is. I can control my own destiny and create my own world where this, you know, I create this ecosystem where um, if I make something that the world wants or needs, they pay me for that. And with that money, with those resources, I get to uh, build and I get to create this beautiful place where we can create jobs, uh, good jobs and pay for ingredients, which creates more jobs. Um, and it's this beautiful ecosystem that I, that I believe in. And I do believe that one person can start that and with $1 at a time, churn it back in and grow very slowly. And I want to um, just be out there advocating that and demonstrating that and showing that. And I don't think that we are doing a great job of showing our young people that this is an option. I think young people grow up today thinking that entrepreneurship is driving a Ferrari. It's like win- winning the lottery. And it isn't. It's a life of adventure. It's very challenging. Uh, but it is a life that is absolutely possible and open to anyone who wants it in America. And we really don't show that. We, we are showing people that you have to have an education to have a business and that if you have, uh, that, that it's all about pitching and rounds of funding and that you'll be rich you know, in five minutes if you're an entrepreneur. And so I think my whole goal is really to shift uh, how we're thinking about entrepreneurship, at least, you know, in, at least to get that pendulum back a little bit um, to show that actually there's another kind of entrepreneurship, which is start small and build, start from the street, you know, pl- make one person happy at a time and build slowly and give yourself time to build your brand and your company. And, and you'll learn along the way, you'll fall along the way, but you can do it. From your lived experience at the helm of Jenny's in dealing with the realities of on the municipal and state level, and I think your ice cream ships from not only Ohio, I think Tennessee and elsewhere. So you probably have a not only are you sourcing your ingredients from your home state, but other states in the union, you have distribution in all 50 states. What what can the new administration learn from your lived experience these this past year? Um, you know, and, and specifically when you think of the way that individual communities or cities and then states have handled the pandemic. I mean, I think we can support our um, our main street entrepreneurs a lot better. Um, part of it is just, I think, honestly knowing what they're going through. So I've done a lot of work in policy over the last year, or, you know, I've gotten to be a little bit of a fly on the wall and actually get into it and do some work too. And I've noticed that a lot of uh, these policies are created um, kind of at the top level with a bunch of incredible thinkers, really, really wicked smart people. But when it comes to actually knowing what these entrepreneurs are going through, and there's so many different kinds and you can't speak for, you know, you can't put them all in one bucket. I think getting out there and getting to know people 
and getting to know those experiences so that we can create policy that really does help them, um, both on local levels, but also national levels, is going to be key. And I think that Joe is exactly the person who will do that. I mean, that's exactly who he is. He's, um, whenever I've done any work for anything revolving around him at all, it's always been, tell me who this helps. And I think that that perspective is going to be everything because I think we do need to support our entrepreneurs. There's no one, uh, you know, silver bullet, but, um, but being open to how different communities are going to use or different kinds of, uh, you know, whether it's hospitality or retail or whatever, um, can use that. And then again, let's get through this so that we can get onto the future because I am so ready for that. And let's find a way to support, you know, youth in entrepreneurship and, uh, various communities um, in entrepreneurship to really change the face of America over the next, you know, few years, decades. Jenny, you said in the launch of the new White House chocolate chip flavor that it is perfectly positioned for meeting on common ground. We're launching this flavor with a vision for building a brighter future in mind. We must support the work of bringing America together and of building a future for us all. Um, given the challenge of unity and what the country has experienced, a kind of national mourning for the assault on the Capitol. Um, how do you think that uh, your ice cream um, and maybe more broadly um, the inspiration of the culinary arts can help fuel that unity? Of course, if, as I said recently to a Mexican chef who makes a tremendous mole that I've never tasted mole like that. If everyone went and had a pint of white house chocolate chip tomorrow and tried to talk out their differences over the white house chocolate chip, I think we'd be more prepared to reconcile. So how can you help uh, beyond feeding us white house chocolate chip how do you hope the culinary arts can achieve that greater unity for which we're yearning? You know, I'll, I'll get a little more narrow on that and say, let's talk about ice cream and ice cream makers across America. There are ice cream makers in every city across America. And I know a lot of them and uh, there are classic ice cream, you know, modern ice cream, you know, challenging flavors and um, you know, historic flavors and everybody's, you know, all the ice cream makers have their, their view on it and their perspective, which is what makes it so much fun. And if I could drive my car across America and visit every one of them starting tomorrow, I would do that in a heartbeat. And I, and I, and I have visited many of them. I do think that, um, that ice cream can play a role. And I think if we eat more ice cream together, um, it just softens you a bit. Um, it pulls you into the moment, you know, the first moment you put on your tongue, it's frozen and you're, 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 you know, warm, a warm being. And so it wakes you up. And then from then it starts to bloom flavor. And if you really sort of pay attention, um, it's ice cream is just an absolutely beautiful moment. And I think it draws you into the moment and it can wake you up to what, uh, relationships you're in and what's happening in front of you in a way that, um, that's really fun in a way maybe that other things can't. So I just would say, let's, um, you know, challenge ice cream makers across the United States to make flavors that are fun, that maybe sometimes push buttons, that are healing, um, that are loving. And maybe uh, maybe as ice cream makers, we can say, hey, let's just love America. Let's, let's be America. Let's know our American values, stand for them, and, you know, just push love over our counter. Ice cream makers are good at doing that. That's what we do. 
And uh, anyway, I do think that that when you um, when you think about the diversity of ice cream in this country, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Jenny, last question. You know the president's favorite flavor. What is Jenny's favorite Jenny's? <laughs> well, it is um, probably everyone else's favorite too, which is the um, brown butter almond brittle. Uh, it's it vies for number one or number two spot every year with our brambleberry crisp. And this flavor was inspired by Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl's favorite flavor growing up, he wrote about it when he was an adult. Um, he, uh, his favorite flavor growing up in Norway. So it's a Norwegian inspired flavor that's like a brown butter ice cream with this really beautiful toffee, almond toffee. It is it is so good that I, I eat a pint a week, at least, literally in my home. <laughs> well, may we all be so blessed and so contented uh, with that as, we, as you will be uh, for our listeners if you do have a pint a day or a pint a week. Jenny, thank you so much for your story and your insight today. Thank you so much for having me.